Well, we're going to be thinking this morning uh, in just a short sermon about the verse that the, the children recited, which is found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where we read, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Lots of things are connected with Christmas, and we're going to be uh, thinking about some of the things that are connected with Christmas over the, the Sundays before we come to the big day. There are gifts that are connected with Christmas, uh, families coming together in families. That's very much a big part of the Christmas season. Lights uh, is a big part of Christmas time. But this morning, we're going to be thinking about perhaps the central thing that we associate with Christmas, and that is the coming of a child, the coming of a baby. For to you, a child is born. Above all else, that is what we associate at Christmas time, is the coming of a very special Baby. We all love babies, don't we? We love babies in our family. We have a new baby that has come to our family. And what better excuse for levering in one or two photographs of Paris than the family service. Our eldest daughter, Grace, uh, had a little baby girl three weeks ago and her uh, grandparents are going gaga, so here we are. Here's a couple of photographs of little Karis looking very cute. Babies are very cute. And uh, our phones are getting completely overloaded by all of the uh, photographs that come <laughs> downloaded on WhatsApp and such like. But uh, when you think about it, little babies are amazing things, aren't they? Uh, they're just not there for nine months. They're developing quietly, and then all of a sudden, ta-da! <laughs> There's the baby. Uh, she's appeared, and after expanding her lungs and howling, she's uh, looking for mama. Amazing. And I don't know, there's lots of little things which are striking about uh, little baby, but the, the fingers are amazing, aren't they? Little perfect little fingers and the fingernails. And then after a week or two, their hands seem to be able to really clutch well. Uh, sure, Bria's a very strong grip by now. <laughs> but even at three weeks, they have a really strong grip. Uh, they are just absolutely amazing. And it really is the most wonderful present that any family could have, that any uh, couple could have. Uh, a baby is a gift from God. In a very clear sense, a baby is a gift from God. And that's why you always hear about babies who were born near to Christmas time. How many of us here have a December birthday? Any December birthdays? Yeah. Well, you make big news if you, if you arrive 
on the 25th, of course, you know, you get into the newspapers, the local newspapers and so on, because it's the time which is uh, especially connected with Christmas. And Christmas is about one very special baby, the baby uh, who is God's gift to the whole human race, the greatest gift ever. Uh, hence, when Isaiah is talking about uh, God's coming act in history, uh, he tells the people, uh, a child will be born for them, uh, a special child. And he gives this description. Uh, there is uh, a, a name given to him in this special verse. To us a child is born, to us a son has given. God has given his gift to us, a special baby. And because it's a gift given to us, we have to accept this gift. Uh, it's some, someone, a person, uh, to be received in the way that we receive a gift. Now, that sounds a bit strange. How can you receive a baby? But when we begin to unpack what this baby will be like and what this baby will do, that becomes a little easier to understand. So, if there is one thing that this season of the year is about, uh, then it is about the giving of a child. For unto us a son is born. Uh, it's not about getting lots of presents. It's certainly not about the man in a red suit. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ coming to be born. Now, the verse that you read out, uh, is about the name of this baby. He shall be called. And then there are lots of different titles that are given. And babies' names are very interesting. Uh, Grace and Martin are called the little baby Caris, which is an interesting name because it means grace, uh, which grace is the mother's name. But also, uh, it's a really important Bible word reminds us that God loves us not for any good in us, but God loves us because he is love. He shows his love to others. And the, the baby that came down to Bethlehem, uh, that was uh, nurtured by Mary, uh, would be called Jesus. Uh, in a sense, that's the, the name that was given to him. But Isaiah is packing it out and giving us uh, the full meaning of that name. Now, when we come to the end of the year, uh, very often the, the, uh, some of the internet sites or the, the registry officers are able to look back on some of the more unusual names that were given to babies over the last year. And here are some names which only appeared once, uh, and perhaps when you see them you'll realise why they only appeared once. Uh, there was the name Richmond, which... It's a strange kind of name. Richmond is a district of London, southwest London. So I don't know why you would call your baby after a district of London. It's like calling your baby Langlone or Cook Dyke. You know, I don't know many babies that would be named that. But Richmond, uh, now, if any, any baby had a lot to live up to, it's the baby that was called Marvelous. And you can only imagine that this baby is uh, heading for disappointment. Marvelous. Birdie, Birdie, Tiger, yeah, well, and 
Ajax. See, some of the older ones are recognizing our, our detergent, yes? Uh, seemingly also uh, a great Greek mythological warrior. But, uh, yeah. One of the funniest names that I ever heard of for a baby was actually the name that uh, I have a friend in Thailand called Bunchu. And his first child he called Spy. Uh, that conjures up uh, this kind of picture, but didn't seem to be so unusual for Bunshu. Uh, it's called the baby spy, and uh, I suppose you get used to uh, these kind of names eventually. But the name that Isaiah says that this baby would be called, uh, not the name that appeared in the birth certificate in Bethlehem if they had such a thing, but the, the names that uh, unpack the name Jesus, uh, they are appropriate, they're suitable, they, they fit, they tell us more about what Jesus would do, that he is the wonderful counsellor, he is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of peace. These are more titles than names. They're filling out what Jesus uh, will actually come to do. Uh, he will live up to these names uh, in the way that poor baby Marvelous is uh, unlikely to live up to the name every time. Uh, we're going to look at uh, the first of these and then we're going to uh, sing and come back to the rest of them. But the first title that's given to uh, Jesus by Isaiah is that he will be called a wonderful counsellor. A counsellor. I wonder what, you know, what a counsellor is. Counsellor is simply somebody who helps somebody else. Somebody who has good advice. We all need help. I need lots of help. <laughs> uh, we all come to uh, things that we, we can't do ourselves, and so we look to people to help us out with the things that we can't sort. And in a, a family, like a church, there are people that you can turn to to help you with things that you can't do yourself. So if my computer, uh, if I've got problems with my computer, then uh, I could go to Joel's dad, maybe, or, or to Beatrice's mum, because they're much smarter at computers than I am, you know. And uh, if I'm wanting to, to buy a Christmas CD, I would probably go and speak to Al, and Al would tell me uh, what kind of music to go for. And if I had a problem in the house, if the, if the kind of manse was falling down, then Colin, you'd be the guy to go to in that situation. But we have people we go to for help when we can't do things. And Jesus is the wonderful counsellor who can help us with things in life that are beyond us. He is able to help us. He's able to give us the, the truth that we need to know about why we are here. Why are we here in the first place? What is our life all about? Uh, how can I get to heaven? How can I please God? Uh, there's only one person who is able to tell me the answer to these big questions. Uh, we wouldn't know uh, how to become friends of God unless Jesus had come to be our counsellor. He is the one who tells us the way of salvation. 
He is the one who tells us how uh, we can have our sins forgiven. And as Christians following the Lord, He is our counselor throughout life, helping us with all of the difficult problems that we all meet at different parts of life. When Jesus was born, uh, there were men who came from the east, and we call them some call them different names, called wise men. And probably they would have been people to whom people who had questions would have come where they lived. They would have looked to them for answers. But these men recognized that they didn't have the answers for the big questions in life, and so they came to Jesus. Wise men seek Jesus because Jesus is the wonderful counselor who is able to help us, who is able to help us with the things that are too big for us to understand, too complicated for us to work out. He is able to show us the way to heaven and he is able to help us through the problems that we face in life. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. Let's draw breath and we'll come to the rest of the names in a little minute. But right now, let's uh, sing another Christmas carol, <coughs> one that you all know very well Away in a Manger. No one knows from one, don't they? So, this side can really sing that nice and loud, yeah?
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Mighty God. Uh, this is the most amazing part of these titles of Jesus, that the little baby in, in the manger, lying there helpless, is not, no one less than God himself, God Almighty, the mighty God, the powerful God. Now, this is absolutely incredible because God is a spirit, the Bible tells us, and you cannot see God. No one has seen God. And yet, God has shown us himself by coming to us and by taking on our humanity, becoming like us. And that included having a beginning as a human being, being born in the manger. He has shown us, in other words, what God is like. Uh, now, people change over the time, but essentially what they are like as characters remains. And God has, shown, uh, God has shown us himself by Jesus coming and living a life that was uh, good and gentle and strong and wise and compassionate, all of these things. And Jesus told us that this is what God is like. He said one time, he who has seen me has seen the Father. He has revealed God to us. He has shown us God with a human face. Uh, we know what God is like now because he has come to us in a way that we can connect with, we can see. So he hasn't just uh, sent us a message, he has come himself. Amazing. An older couple were given a, a, a Christmas present by their, their son at a time when uh, microwaves were becoming uh, popular and uh, the parents had really not been into gadgets at all and they were really quite, uh, quite pleased to have a microwave for Christmas. But uh, the guy's mother couldn't work out how to get this thing going and after the Christmas period, she was uh, out having coffee with a friend and saying, no, we've got this microwave, and uh, it's a great Christmas present, but I just can't make head nor tail of the instructions. And uh, the friend said, you know, well, you probably want to write away and ask for clearer instructions. And the woman said, I don't need better instructions. I need my son. I need my son to come along. I need him to come in person and fix it. And God, in coming to earth, uh, did just that. He has come himself. The mighty God has come amongst us. Uh, he is God with us. Not dealing with us remotely, but coming in person. And Isaiah says of him, he is the mighty God. He is the mighty God. Uh, in other words, he's strong and 
powerful and able to help. Uh, you see, somebody might want to help you, but the fact is, they may not be able to help you. They might be ready and willing to help you, but if they're not strong enough, if they haven't got resources, if they haven't got power, then they won't be able to change your situation. But the babe that was born in Bethlehem is mighty God, and he is able to do all that we need to have done in our lives. He is able to defeat our enemy. He is able to defeat Satan. He is able to save us from our sin. Not only that, he did that by going to the cross. People think, and this is a very common wrong way of thinking, they think that they are able to save themselves. They think that by being good enough, God will accept me and I'll get into heaven. And the Bible tells us that no one is able to live a life that's good enough for heaven. We're helpless, actually, and we need to be saved. We need a Savior. That's the whole point of God coming to us. He alone is able to save us. He is the only one mighty to save. No one else, by dying on a cross, could save us from our sin. But the mighty God took on himself our sin on the cross and is able to save. He is strong enough to save us. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Uh, this is telling us that, that this Jesus, this mighty God, is the one who will come and who will provide for us and protect us and will uh, pity us when things go wrong in our lives. He will be for us a good father and he will be everlastingly good. Uh, he is not going to disappoint us. Sometimes we are disappointed when people who are, are good in our lives are no longer around. But he will always be with us. He will never leave us. He will never turn his back on us. Uh, he will never walk out on us. Uh, if we come to him, he will never say, uh, go away. He will always receive us. Uh, he is everlastingly good. Always good. Without end good. The everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. One of the things that we, we long for in the world is for fighting to stop. There is so much uh, conflict in the world, isn't there? Uh, and just to go through a lot of the, the, the news items in the world in this past year, there has been fighting in Syria, uh, buildings being bombed and people being killed, armies fighting with one another. Uh, there was a terrible situation in Burma uh, when refugees had to uh, flee from Burma. And, uh, example, this uh, woman uh, fleeing uh, out of Burma to 
find a place where uh, she and hundreds of thousands of others of the Rohingya people would be safe. And people say, can people change? This has gone on for, for, mil- for thousands of years. Uh, people have been fighting, falling out with one another, going to war, killing and injuring people. Can people change? And some people say, well, that's just the way things are. That's human nature. And God said, people can change. My spirit uh, can bring about the change that no one can do in their own. And Jesus is able to come and bring about uh, a change. He's able to come and bring us peace with God so that we are friends with God, no longer fighting against God, but are uh, with God. And that has to be the first step of peace. Uh, Once we find peace with God, we're able to live at peace with one another. And Isaiah says that he will be called the Prince of Peace. This child that's born in Bethlehem is the Prince of Peace. He's a peace child. In 1962, uh, there was an interesting uh, event when a missionary called Don Richardson uh, came with his wife uh, to uh, Papua New Guinea in Indonesia with their six-month-old child. And uh, this uh, people group that they were going to, the Salwe people, were uh, headhunters. They were really uh, a very fearsome group of people, and they were continually fighting one another. Uh, so Don and his wife, Carol, arrived with their six-month-old child, not realizing that their infant child they were carrying was a sign of peace uh, to the Sawi people, 400 of whom were there ready to greet them. They learned a language, a very difficult language to learn, and they told them the story of the coming of Jesus, the coming of a child, why he had come, uh, why he uh, had come to save us from our sins. Uh, of his betrayal by Judas, of his dying on the cross of Calvary. And yet, these people who had long been very wicked and, and, and cruel people had uh, misunderstood the Bible. In fact, they thought that Judas was the hero of the Bible. Judas, who betrayed Jesus, they looked up to him as a hero. Sometimes, in fact, they would, they would deliberately try and make friends with somebody in another tribe so that they could double-cross them, betray them later on. And John Richardson is wondering, how can I explain to a people like this who think that Judas is a hero, how can I explain to them the meaning of the gospel? He was trying to work out how he could make connections with them. And all the time, they were fighting. And during the first few years that they were there, there were 14 civil wars with these people going to war against one another. And eventually he said to them, this is too dangerous and uh, you're not responding to the message and we're going to have to leave. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. Don't go. If you promise to stay, we'll make peace. And then he saw something really quite moving happen. The two, two different factions who were going to be fighting one another lined up, uh, facing one another, 
And then one man on one side took a baby child, a young child, in his arms and walked across to the other lines. And as he did so, the mother of the child was very upset and was wailing and, and was wanting to run after him and prevent him taking the baby to the other side. But the other male fighters prevented her doing that. So you hear her sobs and her crying. Whilst the man went to the other side with the baby and handed the baby over to one of the warriors on the other side. And meantime, somebody from that side had also gone with a child over to the other side, to the enemy. So both sides had now got a baby that had come from the enemy side. And these babies were called peace childs. A peace child, so long as he lived, guaranteed that the tribe would not go to war with the tribe from whom the peace child had come. And Don Richardson thought to himself, now, now I've got a way of explaining what Jesus has come to do. He's come to be our peace child. He's come to bring peace with God. He is God's gift. He was given as a sacrifice. And by his sacrifice, he has made peace with God. And wonderfully, uh, they began to understand the gospel. Uh, they began to trust in Jesus. And today there is a large church amongst the Sawi people. All these titles then are given to us, uh, to this little child. And the government, as I said, shall be on his shoulders. Which is to say, he will become the great king. He will become the ruler. And he is now in heaven, and he is the king of kings. He has done his work. But he had first to go to the cross. When, we, when we're focusing at Christmas on the little baby in Bethlehem, we often say, remember, remember he grew up. Remember that the baby in the manger grew up. <coughs> but what we have to remember before then is that in a very real sense, the baby who had come down from heaven went down further. He went down to die on a cross. There was no further down that he could go than that, dying in shame on a cross. It was a great step for Jesus to become human, to take on flesh, to be a little baby. It was much further down to bear our sin and to die on a cross. And now, He's the King of Kings. Jesus is Lord. And he commands us to receive him as his king. Not something that we say, oh, it's quite nice to follow Jesus. Might make my life a little bit better if Jesus was there as well as all the other stuff. No, the gospel is Jesus is king. He has been born 
He has died for sin, he is now reigning as king, and he calls on everyone, from the youngest to the oldest, to believe in him, to ask for his forgiveness and receive it as a free gift, and to make him king of our lives. That's the message of Christmas. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. God bless his word to us. Now we're going to, to sing an, another carol uh, about the child that has been given to us. Uh, a carol translated uh, from Gaelic into English. Child in the manger... Infant of Mary, outcast and stranger, Lord of all, child who inherits all our transgressions, all our demerits, on him fall. 